Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about Paget's disease. And if you want to follow along with written notes on Paget's, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash Paget's disease or in the rheumatology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Paget's disease of the bone refers to a disorder of bone turnover. There's excessive bone turnover, which is excessive formation and reabsorption of bone, which is due to excessive osteoblast and osteoclast activity. Remember that osteoblasts put bone into place and osteoclasts take bone and reabsorb it into the blood. This excessive turnover is not coordinated, so this leads to patchy areas of high density of bone, which we call sclerosis, and patchy areas of low density of bone, which we call lysis. This results in enlarged and misshapen bones with structural problems that increase the risk of pathological fractures. It particularly affects the axial skeleton, which is the bones of the head and the bones of the spine. So how does it present? Well, Paget's disease of the bone typically affects older adults. It presents with bone pain, bone deformity, fractures, and it can cause hearing loss if it occurs in the bones around the ear. Let's talk about the key investigations that you need to remember for your exams. The first is an x-ray of the bone, and there's some classic findings that you might find coming up in your exams. The first is the bones will be enlarged and deformed due to excessive bone turnover. The next is something called osteoporosis circumscriptor, which describes well-defined osteolytic lesions that appear less dense compared to the normal bone. So this is well-defined lesions that are darker coloured because they're less dense on a background of normal bone. The next thing you might come across is a cotton wool appearance of the skull and this describes poorly defined patchy areas of increased density or sclerosis and decreased density which we call lysis. There's also another classic x-ray finding called v-shaped defects which occur in long bones where there's a v-shaped osteolytic bone lesion which is surrounded by normal healthy bone. What might you find on biochemistry investigations or blood tests? Well, the key finding that you need to remember is a raised alkaline phosphatase or raised ALP level. The other LFTs will be normal and typically calcium and phosphate are also normal. Next, let's talk about management. The main treatment is with bisphosphonates and these are generally very effective. What they do is they interfere with osteoclast activity and they seem to restore normal bone metabolism. So they improve the symptoms and they prevent further abnormal bone changes. Other typical measures that can be taken are non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications to help with the bone pain, calcium and vitamin D supplementation, particularly whilst on bisphosphonates. Surgery is rarely required to treat fractures or severe deformity or arthritis. However, treatment with bisphosphonates is so effective that surgery is rarely required now. If you want to monitor the treatment, this involves checking the serum alkaline phosphatase and reviewing their symptoms. Effective treatment should normalise the ALP and eliminate all the symptoms. So what are the complications? Well, there's two key complications to remember 
The first is osteogenic sarcoma or osteosarcoma. And the second is spinal stenosis and spinal cord compression. Firstly, let's talk about osteosarcoma. This is a type of bone cancer with a very poor prognosis. It presents with increased focal bone pain, bone swelling or pathological fractures. The risk of osteosarcoma is increased in Paget's disease and patients need to be followed up to detect it early. And they can usually be seen on a simple plain x-ray. The next is spinal stenosis and this occurs where deformity in the spine leads to narrowing of the spinal canal. If this presses on the spinal nerves it can cause neurological signs and symptoms and this is diagnosed with an MRI scan and is often treated effectively simply by using bisphosphonates. Occasionally neurosurgical intervention may be considered if the spinal stenosis is severe or causing significant neurological symptoms. So thanks for listening to this episode on Paget's disease of the bone. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. If you found it helpful and you want written notes on the topic, you can find them in the Zero to Finals Medicine book or on the Zero to Finals website. And I hope you tune in for the next season of the Zero to Finals podcast, which will be on renal medicine.